0: Welcome to Love, Honor, and Asperger's, a podcast for partners in autistic or narcissistic relationships. Join author April Anderson and her guests as they delve into their personal experiences and offer their insight. With wisdom and wit, this podcast will provide listeners with invaluable guidance, unwavering support, and compelling real-life stories.
1: Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, all you Cassandra brothers and sisters. Welcome to my podcast today. My guest is Louise. She's been a friend of mine for about 15 years, 13 to 15 years. And she's another lucky person that married into an Asperger marriage. And we met on a forum. And we want to talk about, as we get going, uh, red flags and unmasking and some of the challenges of being in an Asperger marriage. But first, I want to explain about how we struggled in the—I call it the Dark Ages—way back when the internet was just just starting. We didn't have information. Louise and I did not have information. We just knew that we had something wrong in our marriage, and I would tell everybody, "There's something wrong. There's something wrong. I, I'm upset." Nobody listened. Nobody understood. And so Louise was in the same situation as me. We were just floundering around. Well, at any rate, after 38 years, 38 long years of my marriage, my therapist figured it out that my husband was on the spectrum. He had Asperger's syndrome or high-functioning autism. So now I have a whole new thing to tell all my friends and neighbors and anybody I meet on the street and anybody I could talk to. And... I'm telling you, these people are sick of listening to me. They would say, as Louise knows, it's, oh, all husbands are like that. Or my husband does that. Or what are you worried about? It's no problem. Nobody understood, right? So I'm venting one day to my daughter and she's sick and tired of hearing this too. So she said, mom, why don't you just go on a forum? And I'm like, a forum? Like I know what a forum is. And she said, I think Yahoo has a forum for you know all kinds of things and probably for people married to uh, Asperger husbands or vice versa. So in, I would say, five minutes, five minutes, she had pulled up this Asperger and other half on Yahoo. And she read me what it was about, and I, I cried. I just broke down. I, I thought, there are other people besides me? out there i can't believe this i was i was just stunned stunned so we start this uh posting and writing to other people and louise wrote and said i think uh, our husbands are clones of each other do you want to you know write privately well we did and probably i don't know a thousand (laughs) emails and thousands of words later uh we've been supporting each other all these years So, Louise, welcome to Love, Honor, and Asperger's. Please tell us about how you met your husband and how you got on the forum. Hi, April. Hi. (laughs)
0: Well, I have no idea how I got on that forum. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't know if somebody told me about it or I found it on... I have no idea. I just... All I know is I joined. and. It, I just couldn't believe, like you said, I couldn't believe that there were other people exactly in my, in my shoes. Because wow. the people around me, my friends, they used to say, oh, it's just a guy thing, it's a guy thing. And I thought, no, it's not a guy thing. There's something really different. Mm-hmm. And so you wanted to know how I met him. I was working in my friend, a friend of mine in my job. She wanted to have a party And she was single and she had kids and I had, you know, my son, I was a single mom. So we got together on a Friday night and she was going to introduce me to some guy that she knew. And so I went to this party well, the guy didn't show up and all of our kids were in one room and we couldn't get the television to work right. Back then, you know, you had your BCR and all that Mm -hmm. and the kids wanted to watch a movie And um, the adults, we were in another room. So someone called um, my the person that's going to be my husband, or I call my husband. They called him, and he came to fix the VCR because he was an engineer, electrical engineer, and he knew all that stuff. Right. And we didn't know it. So he came there, and I guess the first big red flag was he had his shoes with tape around his shoes <laughs> and i thought okay maybe you know he's just wearing old clothes or something <laughs> i kind of overlooked it right so we ended up talking at the party and he was very very much um really into every word that i i you know i could whisper and he heard it wow you know he was really in tune with me and I never I never met anybody that was um, so interested in me. Right. And it was like really a totally different experience. So he kind of like swept me right off my feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, and so we started dating. But soon after we started dating, it was uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. So he came over, no card, nothing. (laughs) And it was like really shocking because I had just met him Mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, I'd get flowers or I'd get something. Totally ignored the whole day. (laughs) Oh, geez, Louise. Well, that should have been one of the red flags that I noticed because it's kind of one of the traits that has been throughout our 30-year marriage. Um, not recognizing birthdays, holidays mm-hmm. you know that right. that kind of thing. So that's one red flag And um, So then we dated and I, I didn't know back then you know what it was. I noticed when he'd start talking that he would just obsessively start rambling and he wasn't even paying attention if I was listening or not. Wow. it would just be like uh, you know transmit. So there was a lot of little things like that, but I had no idea. Right. You know, at the time. And I don't know when I got involved in Yahoo, how long I'd been married. Well, did
1: um, you know when did you know he was on the spectrum, Louise? Did um, you just suspect it or did you I had no idea what autism was. Right. I didn't know.
0: Um I thought he was narcissistic, basically. So I did know, I looked up in books, but then I thought, I don't think this is intentional. So I'd go back and forth, back and forth, wondering, well, you know, what it was. And when we were first married, there wasn't really an internet. And then when the internet came around, that's when I started doing more research. And I think that's probably when I met you on Yahoo. And I remember um, in that group, a couple of the women that had been married for a long time, Mm -hmm. they'd say things like, it doesn't change, it doesn't get any better. And I used to think, oh, wow, you know, they don't have any hope or they
1: don't, you know, there's always hope. Well, we thought there was always hope. Exactly.
0: So, you know, 30 years in, I realize <laughs> nothing changes.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Louise, tell tell a couple of the red flags that I've always amazed me about um one time you were ill and yeah. then and then your your um husband was married before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he and, so, he went, and the uh, fashion shows were interesting that thing. Yeah.
0: I don't think we, ha- we were married at the time, but we went to visit his parents and we went for a long walk along um, a busy street and I had sandals and I think I, I got a blister mm-hmm. on my foot, which got infected and it got-, it got really bad and I'd have to go to the uh, health first, which was around the corner from where we were living, mm-hmm. but he wanted to use my car. And which is a long story, his car never worked. (laughs) And he wanted to use my car. And so my son had to help me hobble all the way, walk on an infected leg all the way to health first, because he just had to use my car to go to something. And I remember, you know, that's odd. Why isn't he helping me? Right. But it's like, when you don't experience something like that ever in your life, you make excuses or you just say, oh, you know, I'm over-exaggerating or it's not really that bad or I, I don't have a clue, but I, I know I was upset, right? but there wasn't much I could do about it. So then another time, um, I, this time we weren't married either. His daughter was having a fashion show at the mall and we all went my son, him and I, and um, suddenly his ex-wife and daughter appeared and he just walked away from my son and I and joined them and put his arms around them and walked off. And I remember at the time, my stomach just got in knots. It was like, are you kidding? I was so embarrassed. And I said to my son, we should just leave. Right. But I didn't leave. No. I stayed there because I wanted to know, why did you do that? And, and what, his explanation was he didn't know how
1: to introduce mm-hmm. me to her. Well, did you accept that? See, this is the thing. We, we accept these explanations, really, but we doubt it, but we still accepted them, right, Louise? Right. Because that's, that's
0: the explanation. And that was, he didn't know what to say. Right. But I am I was like, how, why wouldn't you know what to say? But he right. doesn't know what to say and didn't know how to introduce us. Right. But then it just didn't
1: happen one time. It happened two more times at fashion shows. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he never got the hang of a uh, hello? Uh, never. what? Never. Never. Never figured that out. Wow. And then um when we did get
0: married, I remember she used to call and she would go on and on and on, talking on the phone for hours. Oh um, really? You know, upset over something. And I had to tell him I I said, you know, you're not supposed to be you're married to me. Exactly. So you have to tell her she can't keep calling. So he had to do that. I didn't understand what what was going on? Like, why didn't he know these things? Exactly. Because he would tell me he didn't know. He'd be late coming home from work and I'd have dinner and I'd tell him, you have to call me or you have to let me know. Right. And he didn't know that either. Oh, (laughs) so I started, you know, questioning everything. I guess. I figured this out. Why, why doesn't he know these things? So that was my,
1: you know, I think how I so got... That, it. Yeah, so that's like what, a year or so into it that you're... Um, yeah,
0: I think it just, was throughout yeah. the first year.
1: Well, how about the time that you um, had a miscarriage? That was a, that's a, we were already married then. Right. But that's and what I, we that call it. So we go from the red flags. I don't know. Can you really have a red flag after you're married? I guess they're... It's still these triggers, these signals, these things that we don't understand, that we never were taught and never expected. Um, but actually, after uh, we're married, we call them more like unmasking, right? Their true self coming. I, I didn't t- seem to try to hide it, but I know my uh, my I call them my ex former <laughs> husband asked me he uh, and a lot of them they 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 completely change, you know. Right, but it seems like didn't make a big. Uh, 90 degree or whatever change in his behavior or did he he i think he did
0: i think before we got married he was really paid a lot of attention to me he asked me a lot of questions okay. he was real he he of course he did the neglect thing but but he was always hanging around and actually he would say to me you're not paying attention to me oh, like when i wanted to do some craft things right And focus on other things, he would say, You're not paying any attention to me. But when we got married, he didn't pay any attention to me. (laughs) It was like a flip flop. So he was busy doing his own thing. Exactly. And to this day, that's what he does. He just does his own thing. And he's actually lucky that I'm someone that has a lot of activities and a lot of interests Mm -hmm. because if I didn't, um, you couldn't, you couldn't stay in a marriage.
1: No. Um, well, now, now I just want to say that Louise is an artist, photographer, beater, knitter. She's very creative, and uh, one of her sons is an artist, and she has another son that's a tech genius. Yeah. So, and then she has this whole uh, I call it a menagerie of, of uh, pets, and she also knows a lot about everything. A lot health, gardening. What else we could think of, Louise? So she's so she's she's doing her own thing and trying to hold this crowd together, which isn't easy because uh, right you know doesn't follow directions or you know follow through with things. But anyway, so Louise, tell us about your animals real fast. I always had animals, and I had a couple dogs and
0: I had a, some birds when I met him. Mm-hmm. And I was always worried about meeting a guy right that would accept my animals because. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with someone that would, you know, tell me to get rid of him. And he was good with it Mm -hmm. and good that I had a son. So that was, those two were bonuses, but he doesn't really help out. (laughs) So I do most of the work, but they give me that unconditional love that I don't get from
1: him. Exactly.
0: So I pour a lot of my time and, you know, into caring for the animals. And I did with my kids too, the same way. Right.
1: Um, basically, I felt like a single mom. Well, you know, I, I was, I found out later that my, I have a son and a daughter and I found out that they really did understand that mom was doing everything and not dad. I mean, he right. came home, you know, he went to work and he, he came home and, and he didn't do anything terrible, but he just, didn't pay that much attention to what they were doing. And they're all pretty close today. I guess they didn't miss too much. But but with the unmasking kind of thing, you know, they say they do it. Somebody actually just put on for, on the forum on Facebook, which is popular now, that her husband was only nice or, you know, what you want to say, a loving, devoted person uh, the day of their marriage. Up until that, and, and he, he quit even that night. <laughs> yeah quick. I right. mean that's pretty quick. Now, I made it through the honeymoon, and we had a really good time. went to Bermuda, and we did all the rum swizzled trips and the and the biking. We really didn't do those motor scooters. And we were very happy. My parents picked us up at the airport. And he was in the service so we were heading to Texas. And um, he was just we were like children. We were so excited and And we got to Texas, and um that was it. That was it. I was trying to think about how do you explain to somebody what it's like to be with some, a person's in the room or they're there. And all I could tell people is he, he he just isn't present. They're not there, right? Yeah, they're not there. But when you're telling somebody they're not there, how does another person even understand that, Louise? You have to experience it. I mean, you I, just, yeah. Yeah,
0: you, you just, you can't tell people no. what we
1: live on a day-to-day basis because you just have to experience it. I mean, I I was thinking the other day, how do you explain, which I never did actually to anybody, but I was thinking about this with this podcast and so forth, is is that um, I think it it reminded me of like, say you go to a cocktail party and you're mingling and everybody's talking and then they walk away and you're just standing there and you're like, "Uh, what do I do with myself right now? And you, right. you get that kind of sick feeling, you know, and then you mingle again, or you go, I'm not going to that party, or you're with friends or people that, you know, acquaintances, whatever, and they just are talking to each other and ignore you. Right. You know, it, it's, yeah, yeah, and you're like, you're, and like, that happens, it's happened to me, you know, they yeah. somebody's on right. another topic, and then you're not important for the, at that time. And so you get that feeling, but that, you know, it's transient. It doesn't go on day after day after day, you know this feeling of aloneness. But when it hits you, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I guess you went to a party and had that happen. You go, I don't really like this party. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't you really don't like go this. back. I'm not. Yeah, We're exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm not. We're I'm stuck. not. But I mean, now, but we have to go. We had to go back, yeah. right? Yeah, it's all the time. It's all the time. There's Always. there's never a connection.
0: It's like you're looking at their face. You're talking to them. But there's nothing there that latches on to how you feel about something. They don't get it. No. Or he doesn't get it. No, they don't. Um, and then I'm always explaining myself. Right. And still doesn't get it. He's just basically waiting for me to
1: tell him what he needs to do. Right. Or what to say. Well, exa- this is one thing I learned when I first got on the forums. Is that people would say the women would say they were exhausted. Yeah, oh, and you are—you're just so tired. It's stressful. It's—it's it's very wearing to have to explain every single thing, watch what they're doing, check up what they're doing. Yeah, and then when you have the heartbreak—I mean, you have the heartbreak constantly—and that's um, that's not good for for our cortisol or adrenaline. Right. You know, you get burned out, you get heartbroken. I expect, and then Louise. We talk about the love bombing and and the hoovering. Now, with the narcissism, they call it hoovering because these guys seem to know when they're losing us. Right. When we're finally going to just say we're done, we're walking out the door, we can't. And then they have this like radar. Right. You know, <laughs> and yeah. they, they do. And it's happened to me. And we were yeah. so cool Over and know? over and over. Yep. We're such, I mean, I look back and I think, what a dummy. But I guess you're, you know, who wants to, to get divorced? Who wants to leave their home? Who wants to leave their animals or kids and whatever? And so when you get that little crumb thrown back, then you think, well, I guess things aren't as bad as I guess they, they thought they were. Or, you know, maybe he didn't really mean to be the way he was or snap at me or have a fit or go out the door because you asked him a question or something. Yeah, I think that I've learned over the years that that
0: when he does that, it's right. not going to last long. It only lasts, you know, a day or two. And then right. he falls right back into the his natural pattern. Right. But, you know, when you were talking about, I don't know what you were talking about before, but <laughs> it made me realize the first time that I thought something was off, Right. And I went to a store and I went to a pet store and I was looking at these birds And there's this guy standing next to me and he started having a conversation with me. And he looked right at me. Right. He was talking. Mm -hmm. And I felt uncomfortable, almost as if, are you kidding? You're looking at my face and you're talking to me?
1: Well, we fall out of practice. We fall out of practice, right?
0: Exactly. And I felt really uncomfortable and I thought there's something wrong with my marriage because my husband doesn't look at me like that when he's talking
1: to me mm-hmm.
0: He says, "I can pay attention better when i'm look- when I have my eyes closed
1: oh my gosh,
0: because if he closes his eyes, he's focusing on what I'm talking about, right. and here you know i'm standing trying to i'm standing next to him, trying to talk to him right. And he's got his eyes closed, or he's looking somewhere else. Oh, I don't know where to look. Oh, God. You know, I, it's like we might as well be on the phone.
1: Well, I know but, people text, you know, a lot of people yeah. text and, and do uh, emails to communicate. Because
0: right. you can communicate better, I think, in what wo- he can write it down in words. Right. Communicate better that way.
1: Well, what, uh, you know, there was another, it um, uh, wouldn't be a red flag, but you had a very bad incident. I think you were just first marriage. Well, I don't know when you had a miscarriage. Yeah. And, you know, he had to, he had to leave and left me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now, so now this is something where you think, why, why am I with this person that would do right. something? this? So how did you handle that? I was just upset and angry, but what can you do? You know, well, what, what did he tell? Please tell the people what he did. Cause it's a, uh,
0: He had to use my car and he had to go somewhere. He went to a meeting. And back then we didn't have cell phones. Oh, okay. So uh, there was no way that I could really contact him because, you know, you had the landline
1: and that was it. But you knew you were having, how? how Yeah, because
0: I had gone in and the doctor said, you know, the baby died and I came home.
1: Oh, that's awful.
0: Yeah, and I had my two-year-old, What my 11-year-old or 10-year-old watching my 2-year-old. Oh, dear. And, you know, I actually thought I was going to die. He didn't, he couldn't understand when I told him, it was like there was no emotional connection at all.
1: But that's just awful,
0: isn't it? No understanding of how I felt. Right. And that really... I can I couldn't understand that. Even to this day, I don't understand how they cannot or he can can't have any kind of emotional. Well, know, they don't have. Empathy. They don't.
1: They can't. They don't have empathy. Right. And yeah, they can So hard for me. Right. They can't I, put themselves in somebody else's shoes. They just can't. Can't do it. No.
0: And even though, like right now, he's going through a phase where he's trying to learn. He's, mm-hmm. And but he's done this multiple times while we've been married he goes in and out of these phases and he says he wants to do better I know that he's not capable so I don't have really a lot of hope for him but I just kind of let him do it because it's easier when he's not as nasty
1: <laughs> when they're calm or, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, we're not, we haven't really hit upon the nasty stuff. And I yeah. know there's probably, there are, I actually have talked to these women that their husbands are, you know, they're still difficult and you have the lack of um, communication and empathy and all that kind of stuff. But um I don't know if the, if they actually have the nastiness. I mean, you yeah. it just, I just can't have, you know, we, we get them, Our husbands, anyway, uh, Louise and I have communicated on this that they get into rages, really, like a little child. Yeah. You know, they just have a fit, and you you think, why is this grown person, this grown man, having a little tizzy fit or a rage or or blaming or yelling at me or my fault or something, or some simple, something simple.
0: Silly. It's always silly. It's always never makes
1: sense. Right.
0: No, it doesn't
1: make sense. That's why you're trying to tell people it doesn't ever work because it's never anything that normal people would argue over. And also to blame the other person all the time
0: when I know that it's, I didn't do anything or I didn't say anything to, you know, start the rage or that, the anger and, oh, and run off. That's what he, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, they're running off. Right. Isn't that horrible? There's nothing worse. You talk about no resolution. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Never. I mean, never. There's never been. And then they come back. He comes back and as if it never happened or gets up the next day, everything's, everything's fine.
1: Right. Never happened. Nothing ever happened. I can never figure that out. I can never figure out how I would be so upset, not be able to sleep, right Uh, you know heart pounding all night trying to figure out what do i do do i where do i go do i leave him or not right and the next day he's making uh poached eggs (laughs) yeah one one or two eggs that's that was his specialty making poached eggs and and i'm like i I, you have to wonder did you dream something or was you know see i was always questioning myself that's the problem and that is our problem, and that's why yeah. we uh, experts at, that Luis and I listen to. Uh, yeah, there's wonderful uh, resources online now, and uh, they and the this guy named Les Carter, or this doctor Carter, He always yeah, would say he's great. Yeah, he's wonderful, and he says you didn't know what you didn't know mm-hmm. that we were never trained. Never. I mean, you may be trained. I don't know what how to, my how to cook maybe right. <laughs> how to raise right. kids sort of. You don't even really know that, and everybody getting into marriages, you know, has to kind of have to work their way through it. But who would know to look for a personality disorder?
0: Well, you don't. And the first thing, too, is when you get married, you just assume that the other person is going to give you emotional support when you're upset. Right. But I used to get belittled and told I was silly for being upset over what I was upset over. And because it didn't make any sense to him, it shouldn't make any sense to me. Right. And here, I, you know, I, I couldn't understand that. And for years, I thought that something was wrong with me because I got upset over something so
1: trivial. Right.
0: But later on, I realized no, I have that right to be upset over that.
1: Well, they won't, you know, Bruce. They don't acknowledge it. He'd say, "Don't worry about it." Yes, don't worry about it. What do you? So what we weren't bother, supposed to worry about, that, about it. Yeah. What do you? What's that bothering you for? Or I really didn't. How about the? We are. We have other. Uh, Louise will have to come on again when we talk about crazy making and word salads and there's a whole lot more oh, yeah. uh, that we're not going to do today. But when when you somebody like like my I call my uh, ex former since we did actually separate and get divorced finally he would actually say words and I would say but you said this and he'd say no right. I didn't. And then, oh, he, yeah. and he would say, well, you were the one that was grouchy or you were the one that left the, you know, whatever, something in the, in our pool that, you know, something where everything went wrong or you were the one, you were the one. It's that, um, completely turning everything back on me. And, and, uh, honestly, it just, after a while, I'm like, did I do that? Or did I not do that? Or was he right? Or was I too picky or, you know, but the little fits that, that he would get into, uh, but see, the thing with this masking is, with my husband who was was a small town attorney, so he was meeting clients all day, and he certainly couldn't act towards them like he did to me. I mean, he'd have to be sharp, remember things, which actually his memory wasn't very good. Be kind, patient. He did a lot of uh, estate work, so he had to go through you know the families fighting and all that. By the time he got home, I mean that was it. I mean there was nothing left, you know, for me.
0: Well, they, they have their special interests. And I don't think we fit into that. What we are is the stable part of their life, like mom. You know, we cook their meal or take care of the house, and right. they view us that, like that. Or our both of our husbands, right? We, not every everyone's like
1: that, but well, yeah, know. we're talking about that. We were yeah. we were there we were just their anchors with it. Yes. You know, we were their home base and, and we gave them a uh, credibility. That's the part that really right. got me angry. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not, there's nothing wrong. Stability. With yeah. We helped them along to navigate every day. Right. He
0: still looks at me that way. And I have, and I've told him recently, you have to do the work on your own. I can't, he said he used to enjoy when I read him books about autism Mm-hmm. And I said I can't do that. I can't spend my time any longer helping you. You know,
1: you have to do that on your own. Right. Well, we did a lot of therapy. Yeah, which calmed him a little bit, but it you really couldn't. There's the 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 best thing for him now is he's in his own place and he can just completely 100% which I be, he was sort of doing anyway, but just completely concentrate on his, himself do not even have to worry about one thing, you know, with me or... Uh, no, he he right. doesn't talk to the children and stuff, or the grandchildren. But no, it's just him. And I think he just, that's what he wanted to do. And I, I think he he liked doing that type of thing, but living with me and having all that credibility and stuff. Too stressful. But but it was too hard on me. And it, mm-hmm. what, what good did it do, really? I mean, he can just, if he wants to just do his own thing, uh, yeah. he's just going to have to do it by himself at this point. I mean, but I do- was so as I want to wrap this up but I want to say with louise first of all, she's younger than me, but secondly i have twenty twenty year, years i think I have twenty years on your marriage, so yeah, so louise, I keep saying well, and Louise's husband's older, and uh, they're not gonna make it another twenty years <laughs> the fifty two I was with, but you know i had a it was a long time, a long time for me, and it just wore me down, so louise won't won't have to uh endure another 20 years of it at any rate and she's, never standing, know. she's standing uh-huh. strong you're standing strong Louise. and uh-huh. i cannot tell you how much this meant to me uh, now louise not well it's meant to, a lot to me to have louise be my friend and we have had so many fun conversations because when something really crazy would happen instead of trying to tell people that don't know what it is we could tell each other right right so that's that's just been really great. Well, thank you for being on, Louise. Oh, and you're welcome. We've only touched the surface of all this. And so I hope you come on again and you have a really uh, good afternoon with all your animals. Oh, thank <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye. Hey, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please review, subscribe, and tell a friend. My website is www.aprilanderson.net. Remember to trust yourself, be strong, and don't let them get you.